Hello everyone, it's attorney Susan Ingalls. You can find me at Ingalls Angle on Twitter and Instagram. It's Think Like a Lawyer Thursday. You come in here with a skull full of mush and you leave thinking like a lawyer. Well, Hurricane Dorian has come through South Carolina and so I want to talk to you about um, the financial problems that you may have after a natural disaster. And in fact, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau has compiled a list of nine financial issues that you might face after a natural disaster from some common themes that they have compiled from people who wrote to them after experiencing a natural disaster. So very quickly, uh, uh, number one is that some people didn't know that their accounts were going into collection. So, for example, if you have to leave your home or if your utilities and other services aren't working, then companies might have a hard time reaching you. And if they can't reach you, then they may send uh, debts to a collection agency, which can have a negative impact on your uh, finances and, of course, your credit report. And credit scores. So what you should do is set up a forwarding address and update your information with each of the financial institutions and other creditors that you have uh, temporarily so they can contact you before any problems begin. Uh, number two is that some people think that when they are contacted by their lender or servicer to discuss uh, deferral of loan payments, that that would be added to the end of the loan, and then you're surprised when suddenly they uh, want those payments. And the problem there is that um, sometimes that is called deferral of payments, but when they temporarily reduce or suspend your payments, that's actually a forbearance. And what you want to be sure you do is to get a payment plan that includes um, lower payments or some sort of repayment plan when you're back on your feet rather than just a deferral of payments because all of a sudden all those payments will be due. Number three, um, most companies do have disaster relief policies. You're not going to know exactly what they are unless you ask for them. So ask any of the companies, especially your mortgage company, for a written copy of their special disaster policies. Quite often you might find that on their website, uh, but you may just have to ask for them to send you a copy in the mail. Number four, um, Sometimes it can be hard to pay a contractor that's uh, fixing your house or repairing your home because an insurance check is being held by the bank or your mortgage company. And if you hire a contractor soon after the disaster so that you can quickly get back into your house, um, quite often an insurance check will have to be signed by your mortgage company, and so that has to, once you receive it from the insurance company, it has to go to the mortgage company who signs it and should send it back to you. And um, that can 
slow down the process. So before you hire the contractor and start the repairs, be sure and check with your insurance company and your mortgage company and know how those funds are going to be uh, distributed ahead of time. And also, there's uh, information on the South Carolina Department of Consumer Affairs website about hiring contractors to repair or rebuild your home. There's many concerns that you need to be aware of in uh, in that regard. Number five, some people find that they still owe money on their car loan. So, for example, if your car is um, totaled in a disaster and you get a check from the insurance company, you will still, just because you get a check from your insurance company doesn't mean that you don't have to pay the loan on the car. Um, the check from your insurance company may not completely pay off the car and you'll still, you may still owe money. You need to, um, that's, sometimes that's called negative equity and you might want to check and see if you have insurance that covers that difference, sometimes called uh, gap insurance. So just make sure you uh, clarify all that with your insurance company so that when the process is completed, you know what you're going to owe and work with them to get that uh, payment made. You may be able to work out a, a payment plan if it's uh, more than you could pay all at once. Number six, um, sometimes your bank account might become overdrawn, and this is because um, you may have um, automatic payments that are being made that you can't stop, or you're not able to um, send payments, and this can lead to overdraft fees. So what you need to do is quickly <clears throat> call any companies where you have automatic payments or even call your bank and stop the automatic payments, at least temporarily, um, just explaining the situation. And if you have late fees or anything like that that arise, um, quite often the creditor, especially in a disaster situation, will waive late fees. Number seven, um, you may uh, have a debt with the uh, SBA, the Small Business Administration, and um, sometimes those get sent to collections, and that can be because you didn't realize that it was a loan and not a grant or some other benefit that didn't have to be paid back. So uh, sometimes there are grants available through FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, that don't have to be repaid. But if it's a, a loan, it's going to have to be repaid. So check your paperwork. And if you're unsure about that, you can contact the SBA or FEMA and um, make sure what your options are. If it's been sent to collections and you're having trouble repaying it, try to maybe negotiate a settlement with the debt collector. Um, number eight, it can be difficult to stay on top of those mortgage payments and other bills after a disaster. So if you're struggling to pay those or you're falling behind, um, 
there's some steps that you can take. You can call your mortgage servicer and ask for a repayment plan. Um, you can make arrangements with other creditors like credit card companies so that you make arrangements to pay before it balloons into a really big problem. You can also, of course, check with FEMA about any programs that they have that uh, you may be eligible for after a disaster. And of course, any of these conversations or repayment plans that you make with any creditors, be sure and document that. Write down who you're talking to, when you talked to them, what was said, and what arrangement was made. And be sure to have them send that to you in writing. Um, we often see um, people who have made arrangements like that, and if they don't have the agreement in writing, it's difficult to prove in court when you um, get sued for money that you thought you already paid. And finally, number nine, keep in mind that after a national disaster, everyone is a target for fraud. This is a common situation where scammers can pose from you know, anything from someone from your insurance company or your bank to even a FEMA government employee. So if someone comes to your house after a natural disaster and is um, offering to do something for money, that's probably a scammer. Most people you have to call and contact on your own to get assistance with repairs and insurance and other needs, or you may have to go to a disaster recovery center. So, you know, the South Carolina Department of Consumer Affairs, as well as the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, have information on their websites about how to recognize the signs of a scam. Um, just the main thing is to work directly with any creditors that you have, and also, of course, if you're going to be working with a business or a contractor, you need to check with our state um, licensing agencies to make sure that they're licensed and bonded, and you should ask for uh, copies of that information. Certainly do not pay anyone in cash, and never pay for work that you have done until the work is completed. That's all I have from the nine financial issues that the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau saw the most of with um, citizens who contacted them about problems after a disaster. So everyone be careful out there and hopefully you can learn from some of these tips. And good luck. It's, this has been Attorney Susan Ingalls. I am at Ingalls Angle on Twitter and Instagram. And this has been Think Like a Lawyer Thursday. You come in here with a skull full of mush and you leave thinking like a lawyer. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and be careful out there.